0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. It's
0: time for
2: a place for veterans and, um, getting a response to, uh, Don and, uh, Dr. Don and, uh, PTSD and, that's what the show's all about and we're going to bring help to uh, our veterans. We always start our veteran show off with a silent prayer and we'll do that right now. okay and beyond that we do one other thing with all of our veteran shows and that's that we want to make sure even though we've got a doctor on the line we want to make sure that everybody's heart is beating very well and so we do what we'd loved to do when we were on active duty
1: he can hang man can hang feels good feels good so,
2: Pick them up, pick em up, Put em down, Put em down. First the left, first the left, then the right, then the right. You for listening. Okay. We love it. We love it. And we love it Jack. How are you doing, Don?
1: I'm doing fine, Dave. Doing uh, great morning to be alive on yeah. in America. Dr. How about that?
2: That's Scott very Martin. true. Very true. And, Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Whoops. They snuck in again on me, but I got them this time. They're not going to sneak in again. We we have muted their cause. Yeah, what do you think of uh, what's going on in the uh, in the house now? And, the you know, looking at, uh, what did you think of Fosse during the COVID-19 thing?
1: Oh, well, you know what? I'm, Dave, you always start out with a great in- introduction and a nexus. Uh, What you got entitled to uh, by listening to Fauci was the high priest of of pseudoscience. And uh, the best analogy, just hitting off on masks, if you think putting up a chain-link fence can stop mosquitoes from coming in your backyard, then wear a mask. I mean, it was pretty evident from the get-go that this was was not uh, effective. And there were no long. Ter- there couldn't have been any long-term studies because they didn't. There just wasn't enough time. And so, what you're seeing there is a massive cover-up. And you got an it got an invitation to take a look inside the process of science when a lot of money's involved. And uh, that's exactly what you get. Uh, I can tell you, having done research and worked in medical devices the high uh, supervision that's required and close attention to detail, well, none of that uh, was evident in the COVID. In, in, uh, in fact, it, we showed you the exact way you don't do science.
2: Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Fosse is a uh, master of that. And, you know, like uh, Dr. Hal Sears was saying this morning on The Doctor's Lounge, the gentleman should be in jail. And he's responsible for a lot of tragedy across the country, both in deaths as well as in uh, kids will never recover from the time period, the two years that they lost in school wearing the stupid mask, and many, many other things that he you or any other licensed physician would have had your license taken away and you know, we were shut down because everything that the doctors that came in here said has proven to be absolutely one thousand percent true and yet Fossey had the ability our some of our doctors were threatened to lose their license because they were preaching untruths un, you know and and they were all true everything that they said and the people that accused them of false information have yet to apologize for accusing them you know and uh, yet yeah. nor do i Don't think hold they your have, breath uh,
1: yeah. on apologies
2: oh exactly and it and i i tell you something else that really bothers me if you're And you were there, you know, as well as I do. You may have been the one giving them. But uh, in the military, they were ordered to take the vaccine. There was no ifs, ands, and buts about it. And I, you know, the nobody touted the fact that it was an experimental, and it's not a vaccine, it was an experimental shot. A vaccine is something that lasts, and this was a shot. And, you know, for them to come out and say, well, three months later, you have to have a booster, you know, this was strictly Fosse making a lot of money from the pharmaceuticals and the pharmaceuticals making a lot of money dishing them out. So anyway,
1: we're talking about Well, Dave, I'm just going to tear them off that and I'm going to give you a fact. And and today we're going to get into the moral injury and we're going to give uh, some help to our veterans and first responders. But I want to let you know, if you go look up the name of the VA Director of the Office of Research and Development, the person's name is Dr. Rachel Ramoni, R-A-M-O-N-I, and the middle initial is L. So this is a, the class assignment today. Go to pubmed.gov, www P U B M E D dot gov, and put Rachel. I mean, excuse me, Ramone, Ramoni R A M O N I comma and R L. That's for Rachel L Ramoni, and hit search. I did it this morning just for the broadcast to make sure this this individual who's a dentist and an epidemiologist has published one hundred papers. Now she is the highest dentist in the system. Not only she doesn't have to be a dentist to be the director of research. I want you to count of those 100 papers how many dealt with PTSD and oral health. Oral health, PTSD, craniofacial pain, uh, oral health, dentistry, PTSD. Mix them and match them. Run down her 100 papers and you will see the director of research for the entire VA is a dentist and has done no research in this area. Now the next name to look up is and then we'll get started on our helpful stuff. Look up Michelle Hamilton. She is the director of dental research for the VA. So look it up. Director, obtain this information on your own, and then put Hamilton, comma, M, or Michelle, and see if you can find if she's published any papers at all, much less on oral health and PTSD. Now, we're, not, we're talking a minor problem here, uh, Dave. It's only affecting about 2 million veterans. So they're not going to put this on the front burner. So do your own research. Explain why there are no dental researchers in the VA system, and the two that are in it have published nothing on PTSD and oral health. How about that? Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I I love to just put out facts. What what am I supposed to do? My wife says to slow down. She's a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) So Where we're going now is we're going to get uh, and, and start to discuss uh, moral injury. Am I going too fast still? My watch says I'm going too fast. We're going to talk about something that uh, a psychologist who's a friend told me and uh, he said moral injury is like cleaning a wound or cleansing a wound to allow it to heal. That We're going to review just a few facts and we're going to talk about spiritual injury moral injury we have to understand that PTSD and moral injury are two different uh, we'll call them disorders Uh, and why because not only they affect different parts of the brain they have different actions however they can potentiate each other similar problems follow PTSD as do follow moral injury and for example depression you can have crossover and you can be uh, you can have depression as a result of moral injury and you can have it as a result of ptsd as well so why are we dwelling on moral injury you need to understand the listeners and the firemen police nurses EMTs veterans, active duty people, you need to understand that if you have PTSD, I I would recommend that you also have a chaplain who's been trained in it, in moral injury, We'll say, do a survey. There are certain exams you can take. They've got them. It's moral injury evaluation survey and spiritual injury stuff. You need to take that exam because if you have an atheist uh, or a totally non-spiritual psychologist and he's too arrogant and he just decides he's, he's not into the spirit stuff, I would just get him walk out of his office To tell you the truth. There is so much evidence, and we're going to go into that a little bit today. There's so much evidence for moral injury. And, and and the guy that's leading the charge, his name is Harold Koenig, and I recommend his book. Again, I don't get a nickel from recommending it. As a matter of fact, I don't think Dr. Koenig gets a nickel. I think he just about uh, puts him out at cost. And the name of the book is Moral Injury, a Handbook for Military Chaplains. Okay, so what we're going to talk about now is moral injury uh, uh, and um, depression. Now, depression is one of the most common and, and most disabling uh, of the mental and physical health disorders uh, in the world. And it's also the most common cause of suicide attempts. That's why on A Veteran's Place, we... We want to we want to brief you on the your your next mission. If you've got PTSD, your next mission is going to involve overcoming depression. That's that's the communist in the wire, so to speak. And if you haven't been told this, you need to be looking for signs uh, for depression. And it's very common among active duty members. To give you an idea prevalence, that's the occurrence rate. Uh, And the most recent research has said major depressive disorder, it's abbreviated MDD, was 12% among currently deployed service members and approximately 13% and those who were previously deployed. Now, if you have a squad, let's do the math with 10 guys in it, and 10% of the people have depression, one of your buddies has got it. One of the guys you ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner with today, or the guy sleeping a couple bunks down from you in the barracks has got depression. So when you go through your life now in active duty or you're a veteran, one of the ten veterans you meet or more may have depression. So it's not something that you're going to see once in a lifetime. You can just take a look around your squad bay and you'll, you will find that one of your friends probably has depression. Why is this important? Well, forewarned is forearmed. Just like they have, you know, when I was a medic, uh, stop the bleeding. And, and the first thing you do is stop the bleeding. The second thing you do is stop the bleeding. Obviously get your airway going. Well, why is it Then one in ten, one in ten of our soldiers, it's actually a little more than that, can have depression where's the first aid kit that the military or the VA is given for depression you know, you need to be briefed on this when you're when you've been told you have PTSD you need to be briefed on on some of these things and you also have to understand we're going to talk about it more depression can affect your physical nature it can there have been studies that go back to the 70s by Stude Meyer at, Uh, that was his last name, who showed actual changes in the immunologic uh, portrait at the molecular basis uh, of your um, immunoglobulins, IgG, IgA, IgM, blah, 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 in patients with depression versus not. So, depression is affecting you physically. It's not a mental game. Okay, we're going to, talk now about uh, anxiety and emotional distress. Now, this figure from a 2018 uh, survey, and and the number of people involved in these surveys is is also critical. 200,000 U.S. servicemen across all the branches of the armed forces found that 16.4% reported serious psychological distress in the last 12 months. Now, that's even higher than the 12%, and that's anxiety and emotional distress. And Another thing, and this is close to 10%, uh, 9.6% reported serious psychological distress in the past 30 days. Okay, so in your squad you got 10 guys, that means one, one of your buddies, has had serious psychological distress in the past 30 days. Well, if you were a medic and a guy shot you, you look for the bleeding well why don't you look for the depression you know you need you need to know and even the medics need need to, to look for this you know and you and you it's, it's the current thing is self-help you know if you're shot here's what you do and you put the special foam on there and stop the bleeding well you know i think you need to be brief that Look for depression in your squad members, and why? Because we've talked about the the team, the the, the network you have of your friends. Uh, those are critical elements. This is just not a, a minor or trivial point. You're a member of your squad and you're platoon, and by watching out for your for your buddies, it's it, you know your battle buddies, plural. You need to look for depression, and you need to look for anxiety and psychological distress. Hey, when I was a medic, we weren't taught any of that, and I never looked for it, so hey, there it is. But now you know. So that's another thing that we want to bring, uh, bring out on, on the, the Veterans Place. Uh, is this, These are helpful information. This is helpful information. And the main thing is we are not treating or telling you what to do. But the first thing you, when you do your basic CPR, hey Annie, Annie, are you okay? You know, check for a pulse, check, (laughs) check for whether they're breathing. Well, the same thing. Learn about depression and, and look for it among the guys in your platoon, in your squad, in your section.
2: Okay, we're going to take a break right quick, and uh, we'll be back with Dr. Don right after a couple of messages. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans.
0: If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: And you're listening to a Veterans Plays. ...with our host, Dr. Don Moeller in Columbus, Georgia. And, um, you know, you need to look him up. And if you are suffering from PTSD and not able to sleep at night, you need to get in touch with Dr. Moeller. And uh, he has a mouthpiece, 98% effective, and we need to get it out to all of our buddies... And it's a personalized mouthpiece, so you'll need to contact Dr. Moeller and what steps you need to take to uh, get one of these mouthpieces. You can do it with your local dentist, as a matter of fact. And Don is a very good man, a Christian man, and a very giving man. And he will help your dentist get you the mouthpiece that fits you, And we'll get it where you can sleep at night. So, with that being said, let's get back to the doctor.
1: Hey, uh, thanks, Dave. And I want to reiterate that if you look up on PubMed.gov, you just put my last name in, M-O-E-L-L-E-R, comma, D-R. Those are my initials. You will see a paper published in the International Dental Journal. You just click on that. That's one of my publications you can download and print that exact article which tells your general dentist how to make one of these splints for you and how thick to make it. And that's why uh, I, we published that. As a matter of fact, I can say that I got one of the top patent attorneys in the country to make sure that I totally destroyed any possibility of patenting this device so that no one could patent it and charge veterans money. So... They just have to look it up. It, it, it's like making chocolate cookies if you're a dentist, uh, or peanut butter sandwiches. It tells them what to do. Any general dentist can make this for you. Okay, uh, we're going to move on here uh, and talk a little bit more. Now, remember, is this is moral injury and PTSD together. Why? Because they run together. They are totally separate disorders because uh, it's just like you may have a headache and then you get a cold. Well, a lot of people with headaches, I mean, a lot of people with colds may get headaches, but just because you have a headache doesn't mean you have a cold. So these, these are things that you need to consider. Now, what's going on is substance abuse, and that's in the news. A lot of substance abuse occurs in PTSD and in, in moral injury. So that's really not a diagnostic factor, but We'll call it an amplification factor that if you have PTSD and a moral injury, and, and you got to understand the cause of PTSD, some of the violence that we en- endure in a war zone uh, also has a moral injury component to it. You don't commit violence in a war zone and uh, not not have your your religious or spiritual sense or moral sense uh, damaged as well. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but you have to look out for it. Now, another thing, another huge study with 200,000 military found uh, between 34 and 47 percent, this is a huge study, reported experiencing a chronic medical condition in the past 12 months. Uh, Now, this isn't PTSD. Well, they, they also did another study and found that moral injury symptoms... Were significantly correlated with a difficulty engaging in physical activity. Interpsychological distress has long been known, and I'm reading it out of the book to, inf- to influence physiological functions. Again, I gave us. Oh, uh, Dave, I, I got to relate this. I, I spoke before the city council in Columbus, Georgia. I Believe it was a week ago. Maybe it was the 28th of February. And it was a wonderful audience. It was, they were there for many issues. It was a packed house. It was full of veterans in their, in their uh, American Legion and VFW you, you know, attire. There were police sheriffs, EMTs, and firemen. And it's not me that got the applause. It's what I was saying. And I, I gave a four-minute summary of what I've been doing on this program for six months. And, and the applause was thunderous. And the people came out to shake my hand. The veterans and the police looked me in the eye. Thanks. Okay? So, it's out there, guys. And you need to, you need to be aware of it and, and, and put these things that we're talking about into action. Another thing that runs with PTSD and moral injury is chronic pain look at listen to these numbers in 2018 the study found that between 20 and 35% of the soldiers they interviewed were experiencing serious physical pain in the past 30 days i mean that's that's a tremendous number and if you're in the military maybe you need to know that number i mean it's pushed through and whoa but it's just to let you know well what are the relationship between moral injury symptoms? Are they correlated with pain? They certainly are. Uh, And and when you look at that in detail, uh, I'm gonna read what it said, the three aspects of pain during the past six months in this group that they studied were examined joint pain, muscle pain, and pain intensity and among women the feelings of uh were with those were significantly greater in joint pain well what is that telling you that moral injury has an overlap with well PTSD i mean they do overlap in the areas of pain and joint pain and now i'm going to jump back to the research i do the people, patients, first responders. Your job joint is a, is a muscle born joint. Your, your chewing muscles, muscles of mastication, are on the side of your head where it's tender if you have PTSD most oftentimes Your masseters, that's your chewing muscles on the side of your face, are tender. And when you start pushing with a finger and find that they're tender, well, let's see, that's a joint pain, a muscle pain. Your temporal mandibular joint, that's your jaw joint, you can feel it open and close. In fact, if you, if you touch it, it, it may, may, may be very tender. Well, why is that? Well, PTSD affects the musculoskeletal system. It also affects the nervous system. So one of my problems is that the Veterans Affairs wants to convince veterans that PTSD and, and dental health uh, may be connected. Well, the fact is PTSD is connected to musculoskeletal disease and your jaw joint and your jaws are musculoskeletal systems. Why would they even think that they wouldn't be connected? So more on that later. Uh, they also did uh, studies, and, and what I'm talking about now, it's just kind of like a review of the literature. We also already talked about this um, relationship problems. We we talked about that picture with the rubber frame and the and the and the rubber your your picture overlaid on rubber canvas, so to speak, in a rubber frame. That picture changes as a result of PTSD and moral injury. You have to keep this example in your mind because it's gonna let you know what's going on in your personal life your relationships with your family your team members your friends and 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 members you know of your church bowling league car club whatever they're gonna change and among active duty service members and we're going to talk about the marital maladjustment occurs between ten and ten to seventeen percent So if you want to know why your marriage might be getting a little rough around the edges, well, that's part of your problem. That's part of your disorder um, post-PTSD. Well, we're talking about moral injury now and the overlap. That's what this section is on, is PTSD and the overlap. So what causes the relationship problems? Well, we already know frequent moves, long deployments, that, without seeing your loved ones. Of course, there's the risk of harm, danger, uh, the hours, your, your soldier 24-7. Uh, when you look at it, your mission is not raking leaves in the public park. Your mission is to keep you and your buddies alive and take care of the bad guys. And it's unfortunate that interpartner partner uh, violence uh, increases significantly between uh, 14 to up to almost 60% among service members. So, you go right there.
2: Okay, folks, we're going to drop it there for a minute and uh, take a break. We'll be back with Dr. Don Mueller right after this. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion on America's Web Radio? Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio
0: on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com.
1: Thank you for listening.
2: And we do appreciate you listening, and we appreciate all of your comments. And uh, you're welcome to write doctor or email Dr. Don at America's Web Radio or GM at America's Web Radio, and we'll see that the doctor gets your comments. And uh, we'd love to hear from you and how important this show is to those that suffer from PTSD. And, uh, Don, I, know I was You know me. I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm thinking about, you know, PTSD is sort of like, well, it's like anything—not anything else—but it's like a lot of things that, um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna keep a campfire going, you have to continually put fuel on it. You have to put wood on it to keep it going. And I was just thinking of our—and you were talking about depression and so forth. And uh, I was thinking about the amount of depression, and if you don't have enough of it built up in your own mind, all you have to do is listen to what's called the news today and hear of the things that are going on around our country and how medically our government let us down. And if you think this was bad, it can only get worse. So with that being said, let's get back to Dr. Don.
1: Well, Dave, you always we got to tell our our listeners Dave and I have not practiced this, but it would seem like we have because you brought up the next thing we're going to talk about is protective factors. Now we're switching over into moral injury and not PTSD and, and why am I bringing that up because one of the things, uh, that always bugged me and a lot of other members in the military was, you know, hey, I joined for the benefits. You know, I joined to go to get top money for college. I can guarantee you that's not going to get you through a battle. That's not going to get you through the hard times because you can always just wait tables and not go to college, so to speak. So one thing that they are, and they're talking about the quality of the recruits now. And they are having recruiting problems. Well, they don't even. If you're trying to recruit people with financial benefits, you, you, don't don't talk to a policeman or a fireman or an EMT about how much money they make. They don't do it for that reason. And and, and moral injury, the basis for that is you have a, a an idea an ethical idea of the good and the evil. And that's where your faith and your spiritual aspects. I don't know uh, any people on the uh, front lines, the first responders and nurses, that are doing it for the money. That's that's just not what gets you out of bed. That's not what makes you work the second, and third shift day after day. Uh, it's not the money, you know. And I've and, and Dave, you work EMT. It's not the money. It, it's good defending the good and combating evil and so one of the protective factors for moral injury and they need to I'll call it resilience because in the army there are resilience programs you need to be thoroughly familiar with developing resilience because having a strong spiritual religious behavior they redefine it but religious attitude towards life is a protective factor in preventing moral injury and PTSD. And so when you look at why do people join the military, well, Dave, you said it. You said we, when you join the military, you swear that you give them a blank check up to and including your whole life. And if that's not the reason you're joining the military to defend freedom and your family and... Preventing others from being subject to evil forces, and it's for patriotic reasons. And that last ten words I'm quoting directly from Dr. Koenig's book. You know, he gets it. He totally gets it. And this guy's real, real bright. He's he's got so many studies in this book. If you're a geek, you're going to love it. Because everything he quantitates right down to the area of the brain that's different than moral injury and PTSD he'll be happy to uh, accommodate you and discuss it. So, with respect to protective factors, you know, your spiritual and and ethical and moral code, belief in God, has a protective effect. Because, you know, and and you're big on this too, Dave, you know, when you see the world as a spiritual battle, uh, you get an idea of how how nasty people can be. And I I have to honestly say that uh, this guy Putin... I mean, if that guy didn't come out straight from hell, I don't know who would. It's almost like Hitler was his brother. But if you want to see the depravity of mankind, if you want to know why Ukrainians are fighting, that guy is pure evil. Pure evil. And, and so the only way that you're going to get through battles and fighting that, it's a spiritual battle. You're going to have to have a, a strong moral and ethical code and knowing you are on the team. Is America perfect? Nobody ever said it was, but it's definitely a growing organism that is le- uh, moving towards the light and, and establishing a, uh, a better a better tomorrow than it is today. And that's pretty, uh, pretty strong words for your country. Russia is going backwards. They're destructive and just not the Russians specifically but the group that's in charge are very evil people. Well, fighting... And, and that's one of the reasons I think the Ukraine is so strong. They're fighting against evil. They're fighting a moral battle. The Russians who were coerced into fighting are just trying to live another day. And you can see right there is a laboratory example. The Ukrainians are getting bombed and shot at, and they're still in the game, and they're not giving up. That is the an example... Of the protective factors that moral and spiritual uh, uh, resilience will give you. Uh, now, another thing I need to talk about is rules of engagement. This is out of his book. Uh, you know, it's we 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 get it from watching the war movies. You know, of our generation, you just don't shoot prisoners. That's honor and. And moral injuries come from doing things that aren't right, that are violating your own personal code of honor. And I'll read right here it says, Honor means not transgressing long standing, well recognized moral standards and ethical values, even when tempted to do so in the heat of the moment. That's a direct quote. Uh, Honor means not killing anyone except those who are upholding injustice. That's shooting the bad guys. Now, that's why if you look at PTSD rates in police and firemen and EMTs, it's vastly different. And moral injury. The police fire back when being attacked. Nobody feels bad about saving your own life. And that's the same for soldiers. But in EMT and fire service, you have to see a lot of stuff that, that, that falls in a greater proportion in the moral injury category. So that is the one disparate. When, when police officers have PTSD, they have an, a, orders of magnitude lower chance of having a, uh, a moral injury, uh, and the same is, in a way, as soldiers. So we're, we're talking about the resilience factor here. Uh, When prisoners are shown to be no longer a threat, you don't... They're out of battle. And I I know in Vietnam, and Desert Storm, as soon as it was over, the Iraqis got the the same treatment that we'd give our own men. So we've kind of reviewed the um, resilience factor. You have to be aware... Now, we're going to talk about some things that have to do with this. You have to... You you, you can only fix what you what, what you know needs fixing. You know, I work on my car and in the old days you just had to kind of guess what it was and turn some screws on your carburetor and whatever. Now, you have that code reader that you plug into your car and it tells you what component or group of components. It's got an index code. And you say, hey, let's go work on that. Well, I want I want our listeners, first responders, soldiers, to imagine they have a code reader, and I'm giving you the code right now, P1114, or P00, I'm making this up. You know, oh, you've got PTSD, and they, they plug the code reader in there and say, well, you got moral injury too, buddy. you got a <laughs> MI265 and an MIXX12. And you go, what's all that? he said, well... You know, these are things that are affecting your whole system. Uh, and when and when that happens, you go, well, wait a minute, my moral injury can't possibly be the reason my m- muscles and joints hurt. Well, in fact, it, it very well may be. So the point I want to stress now is if you're an old-timey guy, an old-get-the-job-done uh, soldier, and you used to, let's say, you used to be an old Army mechanic, They'll take you out and listen to the carburetor and put a stethoscope on the block. Well, I'm telling you, in modern science right now, you need to get the code reader if you have PTSD or if you're having depression. You say, "Hey, I'm getting some misfires in the in, in the depression area." Well, when you plug a code reader in, your mental health said, "You know, especially now, mental health with a with a chaplain involved who's familiar with moral injury, they're going to stick a code." figuratively reader and they're going to say you got moral injuries well-being problems family problems and you need to work on well who's ahead of the game an old, an old guy like me working on a modern car that denies that they're code readers
2: don i, I gotta ask where 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 yeah. do you suggest they plug this code reader in well on america's web
1: radio <laughs> I mean, if you if you get if you get a manual on your car, and I give you the numbers and you plug them in, you say, "Wow, I didn't know there was." Well, you know the air, mass airflow index. You got your timing, you, exhaust gas re- recirculation sensor, the oxygen sensors. You go, "Whoa, I didn't know there were like thirty two sensors." That's the purpose of America's Home Radio, uh, Web Radio, and that's why I'm so big on being on your program, Dave. And thank you for funding it because right now I'm reading the book of the codes that you're going to call up when you have PTSD and uh, moral injury. You're going. You got the depression code coming up. Your resilience code. You got the emotional code showing. You got the family code. These are facts. Your code reader says it right there. I, did, did I make that clear, Dave? Yes,
2: sir. I was just uh, yeah. being the wise ass that I normally am. No,
1: no, no, <laughs> no. Listen, you you represent the the, the listeners, uh, and and I have to i i want to I want to reach them, and that's why I I make some of these dumb analogies. I like the I like the one that are, my psychologist friend: moral injuries are like cleansing the wound if it goes deep. I don't care who does your surgery if you don't keep the wound clean, it's going to fester and start all over again. And that's because it's very difficult for people because it's new. Now, let me tell you about moral injuries. Anything that can affect your daily functioning uh, relationships, I mean, this is mental illness, whether it's PTSD or moral injury, when it reaches the point where it affects the activities, the daily life, your interpersonal relationships, and on and on, it is a disorder, and that's one of Dr. Um, Koenig's points. He said once you reach a certain amount of scientific information that backs it up, then you say it goes from a symptom to a disorder or assemblage of things. So I want, I want to, listeners to really remember the, the rubber frame picture and the code reader. You know, you can deny it, but if the doctor hooks it up, and it says, "Look, these are the things to look out for: your, your your relationships with your wife, your children, your squad members." So, another thing that you we have to talk about moral injury, and this is really important. And this is where, and, and you know, neither you or I are, are embarrassed about talking about God. We are just not. And if you go, "Well, I just don't believe in God," I said, "Well, then you can just pull the cord and get off the bus because we're going to move on and talk about it, uh, meaning and purpose." If you go through life without meaning and purpose, it's going to suck. Those are medical terms. Uh, And you're not going to find meaning and purpose in a bigger car or a fancier house. It's just not going to happen. You ask questions about meaning and purpose, and I'm reading it right out of Dr. Koenig's book. Why am I here? What is the purpose of my life? Where did I come from? Where am I going after I die? Well, those are questions uh, that you need to answer. And why? Because they're bound to your, your moral and ethical code. If you're here to, uh, well, let's take uh, Mr. Putin. I hate putting Mr. in front of that. Putin. Why is he here? God only knows why he's here. I mean that literally. What is the purpose of his life? Uh, I don't know. Kill other people? Destroy their cultures? Where did he come from? I'll fill that blank in for you. He came from hell. Okay. And where is he going after he dies? Well, where do you think? I, I, you know, I think he's going to hell. Oh, those are such politically sensitive terms. I don't really care. You got your anybody who wants to conduct a lab or is man better than he was when he started World War One? Are you kidding? Nothing's changed. You need to you need to find out why you think you're here on this planet, and you need to put God first. If you don't, you're gonna have a Kind of like I dri- the first time I ever drove a, t- a tractor, Dave. I'd never driven anything without shocks or springs. Well, <laughs> it was it was very interesting. Uh, from a city boy that had been driving cars with a lot of shocks, it almost threw me out of the seat and jarred me. Well, that's the difference between if you want to include God in your life and spiritual dimension, you're going to get shock absorbers. You're still going to feel some bumps. So, if you feel uh, like trying this experiment, get a local farmer with an old tractor and uh, go out and uh, ask me if you can borrow it for a few minutes. Uh, spiritual uh, beliefs are are, are offer uh, answers to this question. Now, let me bring up, because I did go to seminary. The Book of Job is they have to chronologically the Book of Job's first book of the Bible. Because that was in existence long before, you know, a couple hundred years, before the other, you know, five books of the Torah, blah, 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 the Genesis, blah, blah, the Old Testament. Well, the thing you have to understand is any veteran that wants to get consolation, read the book of Job. Now, what is, if you get someone that's had PTSD and does research and reads the book of Job, it's shocking. And I'll tell you why. In seminary, I thought, how could Job not have PTSD? Well, read Job chapter 7. He lays awake on his bed, and he thrashes around in the nightmares and the dreams. Okay. What was Job's problem? He was a moral, upright man. He did everything right. He was the good soldier that kept his rifle clean and shoes shined, and he had to kill bad guys. And, and who are the guys counseling Job? Those are the worldly philosophers going. You must have done something wrong. You must have done this. No. No, he didn't do anything wrong. He did nothing wrong, and he was confronted with a terrible situation. Now, if you had one book of the Bible that you wanted to find laying in the dust, for somebody with PTSD, I'm glad it's, one of the books is the book Job. Read that, and you will see a guy at his wit's end, and how bad can life get, but he still hung on. He still kept his faith in God, and it worked out. The Book of Job is not a depressing book. The Book of Job is a very useful book for people suffering from depression and mental illness. God is there, and the only way out, and that only scientific way and theological way out, is for the moral injury. And there's, we'll talk about the special, uh, or, or uh, moral injury counseling, uh, uh. concomitant with... Uh, PTSD counseling. Uh, So, another thing that humans need to live is optimism and hope. You know, the depression uh, is about the opposite of optimism and hope. And if you've dealt with people who are depressed, I mean, major depressive, optimism and hope is pretty much gone. Well, you need to understand that the total successful mixture in life is a spiritual purpose you have to have a reason for getting up and you know on this radio show we're real big on christ and god but if you're a buddhist or you know uh... You, you're uh... Um, muslim then you you find your hope in something outside of yourself and that's what we're talking about uh, you, you're the positive associations and 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 i'm gonna just say that in thirty two published studies Examine it right out of the book. Examine the relationship between religious practices and optimism. Ready for this? Eighty-one percent of those studies endorsed greater optimism among the more religious than none. That's eighty-one percent. This is the kind of work that Dr. Honig does. Another he follows this with likewise of forty studies examining the relationship with hope. 73% reported significant positive association. So what we're talking about here is mental health is physical health. Uh, You can't parse it out. You can't decide, well, we're just going to work. My liver's happy, so I'm going to be happy. It it just doesn't work. Uh, Dr. Koenig reviewed, this is on depression, 444 published studies that had quantitatively examined That's a lot of studies. Of those, 272, 61% reported that religious involvement was associated with less depression and faster recovery. These are facts. These are scientific facts. The same thing that Dr. Fauci and his mask mandates, he he didn't have studies like this, right, Dave? Anything like this. More recent study by Harvard Medical School followed 9,862 young adults for six years, finding that those who attended religious services weekly or more at baseline were approximately 31% less likely to develop a depressive disorder. Okay, these are scientific studies. This is telling you what happens. If if you decide that moral injury couldn't happen in your life because you don't believe God exists, then like I said, reach up and ring the bell and get off the bus because you're going to have a rough ride. Dave, is there anything you'd like me to talk about before I drone on here?
2: <laughs> no, I, I think you're hitting great topics and uh, doing the job that uh, you were intended to do or destined to do. And uh, Okay. You know, it's, uh, it's just a matter that if a person has PTSD... That's obviously one person, and I think one of the responses to the show should be the fact that not just people with PTSD are listening and or listening to the archives that we do of the show, but family members, friends, and you need to – if you see the signs that people are depressed or having problems, then you need to act – as Dr. Mueller has said, and help those people, guide them in the right direction, or, or get them to see the right people, and, uh, and listen to this show. Uh, we've had people comment that, uh, you know, they found this show. So, it's, this is a widespread issue. It's not just he or just she, it's, many many people and you don't even have to you don't have to be an EMT or a police officer or fireman or veteran or anything else to have PTSD and this has been proven over and over again so you know if, if there's a struggle going on within a person's soul then they need to you need to help them
1: uh, David I, I, I You're absolutely right. I did not, I I, I kind of was, I had blinders on here. This America's Web Radio, uh, you know, we all know with uh, particular, let's say, substance abuse, the people around you know sooner than you know, or will admit it. And when you're a family member and you want to know with someone with PTSD in the family or moral injury, I, I never even thought of, you, you, you could go back make sure you access the archives and it will let you know what your loved ones or your neighbor or your squad members going through. You know he's not just uh, oh he's got a little mental illness he has PTSD and you put it in a little box or whatever that means you know he also carcinoma or encephalomethic blah 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 you could, yeah Joe's, Joe's sick. No. You now have an insight into what someone with PTSD is going through and what to expect a matter of fact i i brought that out at that council meeting and i said you know your neighbors are going through this you need to you need to find out about it and and so it's so important now that soldiers are listening and police officers and firemen your buddies are going through this they're quiet about it because our whole culture military first responders adapt and overcome get the mission done Well, they're trying to do it with a big huge burden and again people with depression But the ones that commit suicide, and so you may save a life. So think of America's Home Radio, America's Web Radio, as a, uh, like a first aid kit, uh, uh, first aid for uh, what you can do and observing and what to look for, and say, hey Bob or to Sam, can we just talk about something? It seems like you're depressed, and that may be something that saves this guy's life. And I mean that. Or a family member going, hey, let's just talk about it. I had had, had a gentleman, a high-ranking gentleman in my office a couple months ago. And he said, with PTSD and moral injury, and he said, no one ever told me about this. Okay, Dave, thanks again, buddy.
2: Well, you're welcome, as always, and look forward to continuing the continuing saga every thursday on america's web radio and we're out to help every veteran that we can so stay tuned for more on america's web radio and don thank
0: you the views opinions and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on america's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station
2: you're listening to america's web radio
1: on the Americasbroadcastnetwork.com. thank you for listening